0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, coming to you with episode 575. guests. that's right. Yesterday, I made an error and thought it was 573, but that would be two 573s in a row, and clearly, we don't want that. Yesterday's episode was 574, and we were talking about private the private war of Major Benson. Today, we're going to be revisiting term limits. And before we get there, let me remind you the best way you can continue to help me grow the show is to like, share, and subscribe. This is coming to you on the second day of February. So it's 2-2-2024. Yes, that's right. It's the year of our Lord, 2024. And again, follow me on your social media of choice. Follow me on your podcatcher of choice. Join us as we continue to be heard and make a difference right here in Collin County And let's not forget next week, uh, got some details I'm working on, but next week I plan on talking about some of the troubles in Tyler. Yes, that's right. East Texas has some issues and I'm hoping I'm going to be able to shed some light on it. I don't live there, but I do have multiple contacts out there and I hear some very interesting things and I'm trying to verify it before I stick my neck out. (laughs) Okay. So. Uh, one last thing before we, before we get into the meat of the program, I want to pause. I think maybe just maybe it could be interpreted that on the 31st, when I was talking about my thoughts on the primary, I might've come across a little mealy mouthed. I might've been not clear. So let me, let me revisit that here for just a second. Okay. First and foremost, I know a lot of these people. I, I see these people. I talk to these people and I do have a certain amount of respect for every person that's running and is already elected. So I'm looking to avoid name calling and drama. And if there's a clear choice, in my opinion, a clear choice where there's a significant one is better than the other, that's one thing. When it's both are plausible or both are decent or both have what I would say good qualifications to serve in that role. I'm not going to endorse in something like that. I I just don't, I don't see the benefit. I don't want you to rely on what I'm telling you. I I want you to trust me that when I come to you and I say something is true, that it's true, but I also want you to trust, but confirm. I want you to say, yeah, Cal said this. He's probably got it right, but I'm going to go double check him. I absolutely want that. I always encourage you, no matter who tells you something, no matter what you see, you should always do your own research. You should always double check. I, I find no shame in that. I'm not disappointed. So in the spirit of that, we're, first of all, first things first, yes, Bob Hall. Absolutely. He's on the ballot. You absolutely should vote for Bob Hall. If you're in his district, that's send district two. And uh, on another note, you know, there, there are other races where it's close. They have good quality candidates. I, I'm not going to wade into that. I, I don't want to wade into it because I don't think I'm going to make any difference. But there are five races, five races where I do have an endorsement. I do think it's important. And I want I want to take a couple minutes out before I get into the idea of term limits and what's at play there and just restate them in case it wasn't clear on the 31st of January what I was trying to tell you. Let me be absolutely clear here. In my mind, in my opinion, the clear best choice for the Texas State Board of Education in District 12 or Precinct 12, depending on how they label that is Chad green. Yes. Chad green is a personal friend of mine. Yes. Chad green is a good conservative man who stands and takes the arrows every day. And he's going to do the right thing. I don't have to say anything about the other candidates. I think he's the best. I'm going to support him. And I will say this, even if he wasn't my personal friend, I would still tell you, I think he's the best candidate for the job. Item number two, Daryl Hale, again, another friend of mine, somebody that I respect and we've worked with in the past, and I've helped get elected multiple times now, he also has a wholehearted endorsement going forward, and he is the guy that should be in precinct three. I'm not even sure what's going on with the on-again, off again candidate that's running against him in the primary. I don't even know what to think about that. And again, I'm not gonna talk trash about the guy. I know nothing about him, and quite frankly, I don't know that anybody else does either. All right. Another one. Scott Gregg for the county tax successor collector. I know the guy. I've met the guy. I've been basically following along with him for like five years or longer now running for the same seat. If you have any doubts that he's committed to doing this job and doing it well, you shouldn't at this point. You want to argue about qualifications. You want to argue about hookups and who knows who. I I don't care about any of that. The guy's committed to doing this. He's been working at it. And I'm confident he's going to do a good job for us. And honestly, of all the races, this is probably the most apolitical race there is. He's a tax collector and assessor. He's the guy that makes sure that the county gets their cut. Okay? He's got all the qualifications necessary to do the job, and he's been working for it. I believe we should, in Cowan County, reward him for that. All right. Now, this is where... um, so those are three, three solid, no questions asked. Those are the guys that I want to have the job. House district 67. I'm not going to disrespect the guy that's there. I'm just going to say we have a better choice. His name's Darren mice and you should check him out. Go do your own research. I'm confident you'll come to a similar conclusion. Sadly, I don't get to vote for this guy, but I would encourage you. If you live in house district 67, you should check it out. This is my official endorsement of Darren mice. All right. House district 89. Again, I'm not going to badmouth the person that's got the job now. I'm just here to tell you my friend, Abraham George is the better choice. He's the only choice in house district 89. And again, you should go do your own research. You should check him out yourself. You should be sure and confident about him as I am. It's there. Do it. Okay. One last thing. I'll call this a recommendation, okay? There are tons of other races that I'm avoiding for various reasons. And I, I kind of laid it out on the 31st. So And I, I was trying to be as even-handed and as objective as possible. the The last race, which in my mind is probably the most important race in Collin County where we actually have a direct say on the outcome. My only fear is because we don't have closed primaries, Unfortunately, we're going to have Democrats voting in that primary as well. It just happens every time. So my fear is they're going to pick our county chair. We have three choices. Two of the choices, I'll just say, don't wow me. I think they'd both be competent and do a decent job. The, the choice that I am going to support, my endorsement goes to Shelby Williams. I've known Shelby for quite a few years He's been doing a good job down on Plano City Council. We've had lots of conversations, some of them tough. And we agree to disagree, and we disagree without being disagreeable on a several things that really aren't relevant when you are the county chairman. What is important for us going forward is to build a bench and win races, and part of doing that is raising money and making friends with as many people as you can. And that's something I think Shelby's going to excel at. That doesn't mean that the other two candidates can't or won't. And if they should win, which is possible, I would work with them just as much as I've offered to work with Shelby. I think it's highly important that when this primary is over, whoever wins, that we put away the metaphorical swords, realize that we're actually on the same darn team and start acting like it. Okay. That's enough. no more endorsements, no more recommendations. we're moving on and if that came across as a uh a weak endorsement or whatever no i I am endorsing I would call it a recommendation only because I think the other two people are qualified to do the job, but I think Shelby would do a better job so that it I guess yes it's an endorsement Wow, not backing down yes I'm endorsing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I try to be nice to all these people because I know them. I work with them. I, I respect them. But doggone it, it. Yes. All right. Now let's talk about term limits. To my knowledge, there are very few elected officials that actually are subject to term limits. You have the president of the United States, and I will say that's both good and bad. Then he has term limits or she has term limits. At some point, it might be a she, but it's he right now. Secondarily, we have a number of municipal races or municipal positions that have term limits. Now, coincidentally, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat. Coincidentally, the city attorneys or the elected officials themselves often craft this in such a way So that there's a workaround, there's a loophole that they can take advantage of. And honestly, what did you expect? (laughs) I mean, in the city of McKinney, they basically said, well, you know, yeah, we have term limits. We're only supposed to serve two terms in that seat. But if we go ahead and run for another seat, we can serve two terms there. And then we can turn around and run for another two terms somewhere else. And you know what? Maybe technically, legally, that's accurate, but it kind of voids the whole principle or the idea behind having term limits. Likewise, they have something similar in uh, Allen, right? In Allen, you can serve two terms consecutively. Then you need to step down, wait a term, and then you can come back in or a half a term even, right? You can run on. Now again, it kind of seems to defeat the purpose. I mean, once you've put in your eight years, you should be ready to move on to something else. Now I have talked I have spoken with more than one elected municipal official over time. And the last one I spoke with said, you know Stephen, I, I want to be honest with you, some of this service does get in your blood. It becomes something that you are interested in, something that becomes a part of your your character, something of your personhood, right? You you see this is so important and you want to continue to give to that. And You know, I get it. I respect that. I imagine it's much the same way if you have a career of service somewhere else, right? You know, cops see themselves as cops forever. Firemen see themselves as firemen forever. Marines, well, that's, you know, they're always a Marine. I mean, as a sailor for a couple of years back in the nineties, I, I still think of myself as a sailor at heart, right? I still think of myself as, yeah, I'm, I'm still squid at heart, but I haven't done that for more than a couple of years back in the 90s. I've been out of it for a long time. But if you were to do it for consecutive eight years, you've got a vested interest in how this stuff plays out. You're very interested. Now, myself personally, if you go into this role and you know that you have an eight year limit or a 10 year or 12 or whatever it is, it would seem to me that you would plan accordingly. It would seem to me that you would start planning for the future when you're not there anymore that you would either bring people up behind you that can do the job, or that you would you know, work with people on the council or the board or whatever you're serving on with that term limit to make sure that they can carry on the vision and what you're working on. Now, I got to be honest, I don't think that we're getting what we want out of term limits. Not so much that they found a way around it or that they know full well that there's a way around it, but just that if you've got somebody that's really good And they're doing a really good job. And they want to stay and they're willing to stay. And honestly, I'm not a fan of my mayor. I've been quite honest about it. But he's done some good things. And he's been a part of doing some good things in the city of McKinney. And I'm not blind to that. Whatever his vision is or his team's vision is, I think it would continue without him. I, I think they don't really need him but he did get things done. Not always things that I would have liked, but he did get things done. And if you ask me to put my finger on one specific thing or another, I can't, I can't. As a general whole, McKinney's in a good spot. It's gone the right direction. A couple of his primary goals was driving down the amount of taxes and bringing in more commercial business. I think it's fair to say that's happened. Now, maybe we don't like the way it's happened. Maybe we don't, we think we could have done better. And quite frankly, personally, the guy's challenged to deal with if you're not his friend. And honestly, some of that's on us. He owns his part, but we got to own ours. But he's not going to be there forever. And we want good quality people to step and run for that. But if they see what goes on and they see the hostile interactions, think about the people you're going to get that are willing to put up with that. Is that really what you want? No, I mean, into a similar place, we had we saw what unfolded over in Allen. They finally got a guy to be eliminated after 28 years. Now, did that mean that the guy did a terrible job? No, probably not. Did that mean that the guy had, you know, like things lined up in his little crony system? I don't know. I'm not going to make that accusation. Certainly, it was implied. Certainly, there were some things going on. I mean, you don't get a huge recreation center named after you if you serve for four years. But after 20 plus years of service, and you want to reward somebody for, you know, sacrificing for the benefit of the city, if you believe that's what happened, okay, that makes sense. And, and I'm glad the guy was able to, to ride off in the sunset. Now, unfortunately, the same guy decided to run against Daryl Hale and get curb stomped in the primary. But that being said, I have no doubt there's a great number of people in Allen that are thankful for a service and an equal great number, or maybe even more that are grateful that a service is over. But again, I don't think that necessarily reflects poorly on what happened. It's just the more things change, the more we have to adapt. And just because something was a good idea in 2012 doesn't make it a good idea in 2020. And just because a mindset was appropriate back in 2014 doesn't make it appropriate in 2024. These are things you need to consider. Things need to adapt and move and change. So maybe just being cognizant of that people that are in these positions, if they have enough respect and enough interest and they've built up their people and they've built up a bench, if you will, if they, if they've worked with people, they don't actually have to have that title anymore. They could go off and to do something else you know if if you're the former mayor if you're a former city council member and you've put in 8 10 12 15 years whatever why wouldn't you be the biggest cheerleader there is for that city that you live in so the former mayor of Allen that was i guess I'm don't quote me on this i think it was 28 years totally served on city council it would seem to me that that guy ought to be the biggest cheerleader traveling around promoting Allen i mean yes he's probably not happy with the way he had to step down and perhaps there's some things that he's not happy about it but on the whole or or better yet this is the guy that you want your economic development team right he knows all this thing he's been involved for years i mean there's a guy by name of uh corbett howard out in uh, salina now i'm sure there's people in salina that maybe aren't thrilled about some of the things going on out there because they would prefer to live out in the country but that guy's i boy, Lord, help me if I got it wrong. It's Salina, Mr. Salina, right? He's done all this thing. And he had these grand visions and worked with all these people for years. That guy hasn't been in elected office for years, as far as I know, but he's been very active and very involved. And I know the guy, I've met the guy. I mean, we're not close personal friends or anything, but I, I think very highly of a guy that, you know, I did my term, I did my business, but I didn't go away. I had a vested interest and I want to continue to serve and do what I think is best or what other people think is best for the city. That's great. We, we should want that. I don't want to have a hostile environment. I don't want to look at everything that comes out of, you know, city council or even the school board for that matter as a personal affront to me. And I don't, I don't, I, I really give it very little thought on a day by day basis. You know, I have a friend that serves on the school board here in McKinney and for whatever reason, they seem to relish the idea of how can we punish this guy and make him miserable? It would seem to me they'd be far more interested in making the school district excellent. It would seem to me they'd be far more interested in in maybe listening to some of the critiques that he has and addressing them and working towards a common goal, which is to be excellent. But to my knowledge, that doesn't happen. Likewise, when we go to city council and we have a bunch of people that show up and want to call people names and be, well, maybe that's not fair. They want to call out specific individuals and be what could be interpreted as rude or mean. Now that doesn't excuse the behavior of the council member, or in this case, the mayor that acts in kind, they're supposed to be above that, but we also have to be respectful. We also have to do our part. So yeah, we've got term limits and perhaps the guy retires, perhaps he steps down and decides to run for city council in a different seat, which would be the, proper thing to do. Are we good with that? Are you willing to put that aside? We're going to get a new mayor. Maybe it's Charlie Phillips. Maybe it's somebody else. Are you going to be able to live with that? I I myself, I don't dislike personally any of the people that serve on the city council. I've given props to Justin Beller. And from what I understand, Justin Beller and I are probably on the opposite side of the political spectrum. But everything I've ever heard from people that are in his district is generally positive, setting aside the political differences. He looks out for his people. He interacts with his people. And I, you know, I'm honored that Patrick Cloitier, which is actually uh, previously my city council member, I think I'm actually through redistricting out of his district. You can have a conversation with the guy and he wants to hear what you have to say. And he told me, hey, look, I've listened to you. I've heard what you've said about what Justin Beller is doing. I'm going to do the same thing. So this guy is meeting out at the gay library. out You know, out. Uh, what is that? It's over by my old house. Um, <laughs> just past Ridge on El Dorado. And he meets there the Mondays before the city council meetings, And he gives the constituents an opportunity to come and visit with him. I think that's fantastic. And I think you should take him up on it. Now, remember, you need to be polite. You need to be nice. You need to be respectful. The guy's going to listen to you. This is great. This is a good thing. Now, I don't know if Michael Jones is doing the the same thing or not. But the next time I see him, I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to ask him if he's willing to do that. I've gotten to uh, meet and talk to Michael multiple times. I think he's a nice guy and I don't actually know where we're around in the political spectrum thing, but he doesn't treat me like garbage. He doesn't, he's not dismissive. You should give him a chance whether you voted for him or not. He's our guy. Now I'm not going to speak to the other uh, members. I, I see Charlie Phillips every once in a blue moon. Um, you know, I don't know that he's the best guy to be the mayor, but you know what? Chances are if you know, our mayor doesn't get his, you know, change that he wants, To serve for another term. It could be him. It could be somebody else. It's okay. And here's the thing that we need to keep in mind. The city is going to be okay. One person or two persons getting changed out on the city council does not alter the entire DNA of the city council. We have a system set up to ensure, and right or wrong, to ensure that we have a professional basis who's running the city. There's a city manager for a reason. All the employees in the city council work for him. Now we know that's not exactly how it works in reality, but on paper and legally, that's the way it works. So there's some insulation or isolation there. I've not met very many city employees where I walked away and said, boy, that person was terrible. That person was mistreated." As a matter of fact, I've met the city, city secretary multiple times and she was nothing but a gem. She's a great lady. And I've met several other people at city hall or just out and about. They've been very nice, friendly. This is what we want. We want good customer service as a culture for city employees. Now, do you think and think that comes from the city councilor? Or do you think that's maybe out of the city manager? Or maybe it's just something that's endemic because we live in McKinney, Texas, and Texas is just a friendly culture and people are nice. Draw your own conclusions. But we have to be able and willing to set aside the personal and deal with the professional. So when we're talking about the idea of city limits or city limits, term limits within the city, right? Because city council, and both here in McKinney and over in Allen, to my knowledge, those are the only elected offices that actually have term limits. The idea was we don't want somebody there forever, just camping out, running the city from you know, the dark recesses of some office somewhere. Yeah, okay, I get that. I respect that to a certain degree. And we have a city manager to actually prevent a lot of that. Now, that was a progressive innovation that came about when they created a lot of these cities and they did the original city charter. I myself am probably more of a proponent of a fan of a strong mayor system. Now, that wouldn't necessarily work out for what me right now well in this city with the current mayor, in my opinion. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would show us all that <laughs> he's a really great guy and he takes good care of his employees. I mean, I the guy ran his own business for years. I mean, he must be doing something right. But again, you can't look past that. You're not willing to accept it. <sighs> maybe there are redeeming qualities. I mean, the guy did win two elections. And... The first one was pretty tight, but the second one wasn't even close. Or it could have been closer. Maybe that's the way to look at it. But again, you can't make these races personal, and that's what we do all the time. Stop it. As I said, I I don't like the idea of changing the city charter basically to benefit one person. And whether the city council is going to approve it and put it on the voters, don't know. I would imagine there's an even chance that happens. I, I, But if it goes to we the people, we the voters, and they put it on the May election, which is possibly what happens. I don't know why you'd go to the trouble to put it in a separate election in November, but whatever. They put it on the May bond election. Be interesting to see how that plays out. Hey, and that may actually benefit because people that are going to vote for bonds tend to support the city government who knows but you're going to be given an opportunity to vote on it so whether they put it forward or not you get your final say we the people have the final say that's all we can ask for that's what we want that is part of a representative republic that is part of being heard so we we shouldn't take offense now look i think it's I think there's a little bit of hubris, a little bit of arrogance, right? Saying I'm the only one that can serve as the mayor for this next term. I I think that could be argued. Is there a, another valid reason why we would want to change this? I I don't know. Maybe is is eight years, not enough to get certain things done. And you need 12 years. Maybe. I, I mean, I'm open to that argument. I don't know that I'd be convinced and clearly if I would be fully willing to detach the personalities involved, I could probably hear that argument and probably be willing to allow myself to be convinced, but you can't separate the personality. You just can't now again, for better or for worse, this is what we're looking at. The city of Allen, they're doing a little bit differently than we are. I myself, I'd like to see how things work out. I don't see anything wrong with, Hey, you know, I served eight years as mayor. My time is up. I'm going to go serve on the city council in an at-large seat or even my home district. What's the harm in that? Well, you don't get to set the agenda anymore. You don't get to bully pulpit anymore. But if you're really, truly concerned about serving the city and and helping the city go forward, what's the shame? What's the harm? What's, What's the drawback from doing that? Other than you don't get to set the agenda and you don't get the bully pulpit. Now, the reality is the personality involved, he ain't going away if he's still on the city council, he's going to be the mayor of pro tem. He, he's going to be the de facto go-to guy. I mean, do you blame anybody for doing that? I wouldn't. I mean, look, I'm not going to vote for the guy. I, I don't even know that I would be willing to support changing the term limits. I doubt it, but I could maybe be convinced. But that doesn't mean that We have to say everything that the mayor's ever done is terrible. Everything about the mayor is terrible. I'm not willing to say that. Now, can I say unequivocally, the guy's been a jerk to me from time to time. He's been a jerk to other people I know. Absolutely. Can I say that maybe some of us didn't deserve it some of the time? Maybe. Does that make it excusable? Does that mean it was appropriate? No, no. He's held to a higher standard, or at least he should be. But likewise, if you call yourself a Christian, you're also held to a higher standard. There's lots of blame to go around, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about term limits, you have to decide from the professional side of the equation, what's best for the city going forward. Do we have a good functional city council as is, and that we're going to be able to continue on the positive things that are happening in the city? If somebody doesn't get to stay in a role for 12 years versus eight, I think the answer is yes do you, is the, are the wheels going to fall off? Is the world going to change? If certain people can't stay for 12 years in the same position and they can only stay with the eight that is the way it's written now. Yeah. I don't think there's any danger of that happening either, but ultimately, ultimately I want to see what the city council does. And then when the city council, no matter which way they go, it goes to we, the people. And when we, the people talk about this, I I'm afraid, no, I'm not afraid. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that the only argument's going to be is we don't like the mayor. We want him to go away. And honestly, I really think that's the wrong way to approach that. I don't think you're doing anybody any favors. And I believe he brought that on himself, quite frankly. But again, we need to look out what's for best for the city. We need to determine what's best for the city. Do you think that 12 years in office is an appropriate amount. Now, the next question is, well, what, what's going to happen when nearing the 12 years, they're going to change it to 16? Well, yeah, that's that's a real concern, isn't it, right? Well, let's just make it 20. You got a 20-year term limit. I mean, but again, we don't have this for any of the people that serve in the Texas House or the Texas Senate or the governor or the lieutenant governor or the attorney general or the ag commissioner. None of those races that have arguably far more power or authority than a city council member have term limits. That's something we need to consider. Do we really get what we think we want by having the term limits? I'd say right now, yeah, it allows new people to come in, a little fresh blood to the system. It allows the city to innovate as time goes by, but it also has other issues. I think it's a very good discussion and we should continue to have it but we need to be willing to separate the personalities from the principle. And I just don't know that we can do it with the current personality. (laughs) Well, in any case, that's all I got for today, folks. Enjoy your weekend. It is a Friday. As I said, it is the second day of February, the year of our Lord, 2024. Make the most of it. And with that, I will see you on the other side.